Hi, everyone, and welcome to a bonus episode of Solar Tech Talk. It is Pride Month, and Erin and I are excited to celebrate Pride, and we wanted to celebrate with our audience by having a special guest. Becky Long is with us. She helped organize the LGBTQ plus mixer at SPI in 2019. So welcome, Becky. Thank you. I'm thrilled to be here. So why don't we get started by, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, what do you do there at SIA and how did you start doing that? Yeah, well, right now I focus my work on workforce development at SIA. So um, I work primarily on the Solar Ready Vets program that aims to get more transitioning service members and veterans of the U.S. Armed Forces into careers in the solar industry. And then, you know, more, more recently, I started also focusing on broader workforce development um, beyond uh, veterans and um, also focusing on other more diverse groups in solar. And I started that work actually just in August of this past year. I did a COVID pivot in my career. Before that, I worked for about five years at SIA. I led the events team at SIA, um, which is why it makes sense. One of the reasons it makes sense that I was involved in the uh, LGBTQ plus reception at SPI in 2019. Um, I'm particularly interested to hear if you've gotten any excellent guidance or support that you'd like to call out from anybody in the organization. So I guess I would say I've had a couple of really supportive and really incredible bosses, um, in particular at SIA, uh, and they have just really shaped my career and I think a, a large role that they played was in helping me feel comfortable coming out um, because I wasn't really super out in my former employer that was not in the solar industry. I worked for the federal government before SIA. Um, so just having that um, supportive boss just made all the difference for me. Someone who really appreciated me for who I was, the imperfections and the quirks and personal life experiences and everything, right? So one of the reasons I'm you know, comfortable talking on this podcast now is we have a diversity and inclusion employee resource group at my organization, at SIA. And so there are, it's not just LGBTQ focus, right? It's those who are representing various um, underrepresented groups, um, as well as allies. And so the support of a group like that, I think is really, it, it can be really impactful for um, individuals working at organizations. And so, you know, SIA is actually going to run a blog article in, in the month of June, not sure exactly on the timing if it will um, run before or after this podcast is released, but they're going to put together, my colleagues are going to put together a, a blog article about the value of employee resource groups, often also called affinity groups um, at companies. So as a step that, that companies can do to, in order to make their workplaces more inclusive to those from diverse groups. And so they'll be providing information on tips for companies to get a group like this started, um, as well as some examples of companies who have in the solar industry who have successfully launched these groups, again, whether it's an you know, LGBT specific group or, or a broader group, um, and the, the value that that can kind of bring to the, the company. That's awesome, Becky. So it sounds like you work with folks who are interested in, in transitioning into the renewable energy sector, helping them find work through various affiliate groups, maybe mentoring opportunities. Is that is that kind of a part of what you're doing as well? Or 
So SIA as an organization is looking into some diversity, equity, inclusion, and justice-focused mentoring programs. I guess I don't have a huge role on those myself, um, but I will say that there um, is a mentoring program that I would love to plug if I could, actually. Um, <laughs> so uh, I participated at, in a peer mentoring group with RISE, the organization RISE. It's um, Women in Renewable Industries and Sustainable Energy, and they have a um, a peer mentoring group targeted at women or those who um, primarily identify as women that you participate in a group of about five or so folks. And um, often it can even be like local in your city. So for me, it was local in Portland and met up, uh, we met up, you know, once a month or so for several months with other women who were um, kind of, we had some that were more junior in their career, some who were a little more mid-level and some who were, you know, we had somebody who was on the SIA board in our group. So that was a great opportunity to share in a kind of a smaller group and setting where, um, you know, you can have those kinds of honest conversations with each other and, you know, help um, build each other's confidence in, um, in, in building your career. That's really cool. I, I love those kinds of programs. I was, uh, was really excited to hear about the RISE conference that a few colleagues of Kate and, our, and mine uh, attended recently. Um, it sounds like there was some fantastic content and lots to be learned. It's a wonderful organization with a variety of programs. I, I do encourage folks who are interested in that group to, uh, to plug in and visit their site and see what's, what's happening. In our industry, do we have any similar type group for LGBTQ folks? You know, we don't, are, not that I'm aware of, and I've, I've really digged into it to try to see if we could find something. And, you know, um, it, it's interesting, you know, of course, there, other than RISE, there are groups such as um, AVE, you know, American Association of Blacks in Energy. There's an Asians in Energy group. You know, those are more broadly focused on energy as a whole, not just clean energy. But, you know, when we did that reception back in 2019 for the LGBTQ plus community, we had right next door a Blacks and Energy reception that Abe was partnering with us on. Um, that was pretty a pretty cool thing to do. And so, you know, I, I don't believe that something like that exists for either clean energy or energy at large for the LGBTQ plus community. But I do think think that, you know, from my experience, both at that 2019 event and kind of afterwards hearing from folks, it sounds to me like the LGBTQ plus community is really looking for more opportunities to connect and share with each other. Yeah, I absolutely agree. You know, we've talked about this a little bit before in preparing for the show, but when I saw that there was going to be an LGBT mixer on the um, program for SPI, 2019, I guess it was. It's um, been a couple of years since we've gotten to go. So hopefully we'll get to see each other there this year as well. But it, it was it was so exciting to, to see a opportunity for LGBT folks within the industry to come together. And I was I was really floored when I walked into the event and, and got to see just how many um, LGBT folks and allies are in the industry and were willing to be out and visible in that way. You know, it was a it was a pretty packed room and, you know, some familiar faces, some unfamiliar faces and lots of just really great, friendly people. It, it led to a couple of friendships on my end, which was really exciting. And it was wonderful to be able to be to share a space with folks who, you know, you, you didn't have to have any hesitation about being open in terms of how how you identify from that respect. 
Yeah. Absolutely. And thank you for, for sharing your, your experience there. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, if I can, I'll share a little bit about the inspiration for that event in 2019. So on, on my end, I attended a sustainable brands, sustainable brands event back in 2018. And they had an LGBT focused mixer at that event. And so that was the first time I had ever been to a professional conference where they had a networking event specifically for the LGBTQ community. And just, you know, the experience of walking in the space and knowing that it was a safe space and knowing that you could really be fully yourself and not have to worry about what others might think um, if you happen to share about your your family or your orientation or what have you, um, you know, just really, really knowing that it was it was a, a space that you were you were fully welcome was amazing. And so that's what we um, really wanted to create with SPI 2019 um, reception for the LGBT community. And and I actually um, had folks from the industry reach out from a couple of different companies. They were reaching out to us specifically asking if that kind of a reception would be possible for the LGBT community in 2019 before I even kind of verbalized the idea I had in my head uh, to anybody else. And so it was really kind of amazing timing how, how it worked out. And then add to it that the mayor of Salt Lake City, uh, Mayor Biskupski at the time, was uh, a member of the LGBT community and was willing to speak. That was just really fun. I wanted to to talk more about Aaron you you mentioned walking into the room and feeling like you knew you could you could basically be yourself with with anybody in the room and I I wonder in the industry in in either of your experience when has that not been the case have do you have stories that you're willing to share around you know staying closeted out of feeling uh, wanting to feel a little safer well so I mean I'm happy to share um you know, a personal story that kind of is relevant to me because, you know, I think it's really powerful to share personal stories and, you know, I, I, everybody's story is so different, right? But, um, you know, I've been out in the workplace for five plus years, um, but, you know, it's still not always easy to kind of bring my whole self with me, right, to work. And, you know, an ongoing issue for me, I would say, is kind of how do I refer to my wife in a professional setting? So, you know, I'm thinking about conversations I have with people I meet for the first time in particular particular when, um, you know, nowadays, I guess this is just kind of happening on, on Zoom, but, uh, but, you know, I'm thinking a little bit more about in person, although it certainly can happen um, in Zoom as well, but people connect through small talk often as they're meeting people for the first time. And, you know, the, sometimes that includes mentioning your families or mentioning what you did last weekend or what have you. And, and so when that comes up, I'm often thinking about, you know, should I be honest about like what I, you know, what I did last weekend with my wife, or should I say my spouse? so that I avoid that sort of awkward moment when I say, um, you know, my wife, and then they kind of look surprised or thrown off and like I've caught them off guard. And then, or, or am I kind of even judging the, the situation kind of in thinking, okay, are these people who I just met right now safe to, for me to be able to share this, you know, personal information with, um, you know, and then, and then I'm thinking through still further, Right. Um, if I use the word spouse later in the conversation, are they going to, you know, just kind of think about husband and they're going to mention, oh, did you do that with, you know, or how's your husband doing or what have you? And then I'll have to think through, decide whether or not I should correct them at that point. And then I've distracted myself entirely from the conversation that we were having. And I'm really not present for that conversation. 
Aaron, did you have a story you wanted to share? Yeah, you know, um, I, I think what I would say is that working with Baywa was the first job where I was I was fully out and I felt comfortable to be fully out um, for various reasons, you know, and like Becky mentioned in her story, some of those were probably more on my side of the fence than on anybody else's. But there's always that worry that, um, you know, especially when working for large organizations where there's, you know, many, many people that you may never meet face to face, and they all have their own feelings about, um, uh, you know, the, the politics of personal identity, you know, as someone who has a strong work ethic, and, um, you know, really wants to continue to see my career advance, you know, I have at times like worried about what the impact of being out might be in terms of my ability to kind of control the narrative that folks have about me in their in their capacity in other parts of the organization. It's kind of like wanting to make sure that you're the person who uh, makes the first impression, not, you know, what somebody's own ideas or feelings are about your, you know, personal identity that that drives that. That all has been a factor that I've had to consider when thinking about which colleagues to be out with and how do I want to go about sharing that, that aspect of my personal life with folks that, you know, typically I have enjoyed working with all of my coworkers, right? You know, I haven't been on a team where I didn't want to be able to openly share that part of my experience, my personal experience going through the world day to day. And so having to give any pause to the idea that I, I might not be able to make my own first impressions for people has certainly like presented me with some challenges when it comes to navigating being out in work. Thanks for sharing. So Kate, how about you? Do you have any experiences that you'd be willing to share with the audience about um, how things have been for you being an out person in the industry? So my my very first job when I when I came out the job where I was working I was fired after coming out anybody who doesn't know the story I, it was a church and oh, wow. since then I have kind of decided that I would never work at a job where I couldn't be out and have been very open about my wife and our kids and my, you know, who I am since then. I have had several occasions, especially when we used to travel, <laughs> where I would be on the road and talking to somebody, you know, talking about the kids and somebody saying, well, how does your husband deal with it when you're on the road so much? And saying, you know, my wife is just fine with it. <laughs> And, and that pretty much is that. And often there's a, there's an apology or, or whatever, which is not the intention by any means, but it's definitely been a privilege to be out uh, like I am. And it's, and it's been a choice, but that's, I made the conscious decision to be very upfront when, when I'm in those conversations and, and not like let, let the person's reaction be theirs. So that that's so I don't have a good story. It's the, it's the yeah, end of that. <laughs> Back to the mixer. Do we have another one in store for this year in New Orleans? Okay, so Sia's right now in the process of thinking through um, what our meetings and events will be looking like at 
SPI 2021, so that's Solar Power International North America Smart Energy Week um, happening in September in New Orleans. So hope to see you all there, assuming that it will be safe still then and everything. But yeah, we're excited. Um, and so, so we're not quite sure exactly what the diversity, inclusion, equity, and justice pro programming would will look like this year at SPI. This is kind of the, the DEIJ umbrella is the, the where this event would fit under, I would see as activities there. So uh, I will say that diversity, equity, inclusion, and justice is absolutely something that SIA is committed to and SIA is committed to allowing opportunities for groups, including the LGBTQ community to gather and share experiences. Just this coming SPI um, will be, you know, a little different as it's the first um, event after really the first large event after COVID. And um, so we're, we're thinking that through a little bit, but, but do stay tuned. Would SIA have uh, any interest or ability to work on an affinity group for our industry, for the LGBTQ plus community? Yeah. And I think that what SIA could provide here as part of our, our diversity, equity, inclusion, and justice initiatives is kind of a, a structure or framework for um, an initiative within the community. And so, you know, I talked with a few different members of our uh, diversity and inclusion employee resource group at SIA about you know, speaking on this podcast and, you know, we want to have a way that folks can then, uh, who, who might be interested in getting involved, can get involved. And, you know, they suggested we create a web page where members of the LGBT community and allies uh, working in clean energy or even those wanting to, you know, enter into clean energy can sign up and get involved in continuing this conversation and, and being a part of, you know, in in-person or potentially virtual gatherings in the future and, and you know really kind of forming what what this might look like and so the url for that is sia.org slash solar pride solar pride's all one word so that's seia.org slash solar pride and sign up there. Great. And we will have a link to that in our show notes. And so on that form, we fill it out, give our, our name and info, and then someone will be in touch for next steps. Yeah. I mean, most likely me. As of right now, I'm the only LGBT person at my organization that is out that I know of. So I, I mean, I am the, the champion for this, again, with the support of really the leadership of our organization and the, that employee resource group. Um, but yeah, you know, feel free to even, you know, reach out to me or you, you, I probably will be the one you'll be hearing from. Great. So anyone who's interested in, in joining or being part of the leadership of such a group, please run, go to that form and, and fill it out. And Becky will likely be in touch with, uh, with next steps. Sounds good. Um, well, Becky, thank you so much for being here. This was a great conversation. Loved learning more about your experiences and listeners if you would like to get involved uh please do check out our show notes and and sign up on this forum we are uh looking for not only folks to participate but for folks to lead this effort we don't want becky to feel like she has to be in charge of all of it and so please uh please do go to the forum fill it out and um and pitch in and let's let's create this affinity group for our industry. Thanks so much, Kate and Aaron, for the opportunity to be a part of this show today. And I really uh, look forward to working with 
the LGBTQ plus community in clean energy, please reach out and fill out the form and be a part of the movement and be a part of, of what we're creating together as a community so that we can support and share experiences with each other. And happy pride. Happy pride. Happy pride month. <laughs>